0: We do treat the church service as the super bowl event that's going to radically transform them and that's just not how ordinary life goes that's just not how we function some of us didn't come to faith like that right it took thousands of church services for those (laughs) right and so there's just there's got to be a reimagining of how we embrace the follow-up how we embrace the life online you know when i started doing evangelism i started by asking big questions like going up to random people on the street and saying if you died tonight yeah. Where would you go? The confrontational yeah. approach. Yeah. And then, based on their answer, like, well, here's an invitation to my church. You yeah. Come here, right? And it's like, whoa. Yeah.
1: This is the Church Report podcast, exploring challenges the church faces around the world. Brought to you by the Rogo Foundation. Now, here's Scott Camden. Hey, what's going on? Scott Camden here with the Rogo Foundation, and you're here for another episode of the Church Report. Today, I get to hang out with our Palm Avenue campus pastor. His name is Alfredo Ramos. What's going on, man? How are you today?
0: What's good, Scott? I'm doing well, and I'm excited to be with you today. To dive into another episode, another topic. Let's go.
1: Absolutely. So today's big question is, how do you invite a friend to church?
0: Mm, yeah. That's great. That's great. Especially in our world today. Right, man. right. That, that gap can fill infinitely long and almost impossible to to close. But I think, you know, as we tackle the question, how do we invite a friend or anyone to church for that matter? I think we need to think of church first as a community before of, of a, like a practical destination. Right. And by that, I mean, think about maybe smaller, more intimate places where you can invite someone to Okay, that feels less uh, difficult for them to say yes to. Right. So maybe it's, they come to your house for a meal. Okay. Uh, they come check out a community group or a small group if you're hosting one. Okay. Um, maybe it's a friend in crisis or who've, who's just lost a loved one and you have uh, like a counseling group or some kind of a grief environment where they can enter into and just receive care, right? Yeah. So I think as you think about the invitation, think about where that person's at in life. Yep. And if there's a smaller, more kind of intimate setting that might really just meet a need, right? And give them an appetizer, if you will, for the larger church setting. I think that's one option. Yeah, of course, you have the standard, hey, like, I'd love for you to come with me this weekend. I attend church, that might sound crazy. But um, I feel like as I've gotten to know you and your story, like it might be worthwhile to check out, right? And just see where you go from there, you have nothing to lose. And so I think, There's a few different avenues uh, for that. Um, Maybe you're at work and you just notice someone going through something. Maybe they've, you know, chopped it up with you a few times on the topic and you just take that next step and say, hey, can I, can I pray for you today about what you've been working through or about what you shared with me? Right. And then out of that prayer, just say, hey, I'd love for you to like join me this Sunday, you know, or whenever you guys gather. And so there's a lot of ways to do this. I think with the movement through the pandemic and the way churches have made themselves available online, yeah, um, making the decision to have them over to your house to watch a service can be a low level of entry, you know, and a, and yep. a comfortable way for them to jump in, right? Yeah, so sure. I think we got to creatively kind of, yeah, just open up the box a little bit and see see what sticks for that person.
1: As you're sharing that, all totally makes sense. I love the idea of of really pondering where the person is at and what's going on in their life, and really considering what is the right flight level for my invitation. Yeah, You know, I I think you you and I have been a part of a a few different churches in our lifetime. And one of the things that stands out to me is I I was a part of one church, and man, they did some amazing uh, events, men's things, Mm -hmm. uh, deep sea fishing trips, guys Mm -hmm. who go out mountain bike riding, Mm -hmm. uh, off-roading, a lot of different things. And so that might be the great initial entry point. Yeah, is to invite them into something that they're already passionate about to connect with some other people that you're well connected with and with that you fellowship with and do life with. There's that. Um, But but what I wanted to get to in all of those things, whether it's to watch in the digital space comes over Mm -hmm. to your home, you watch it um, is the importance of the follow up after you've invited it, it. would you say that that plays a major role that you can't separate one from the other if you invite them to come and they come? Oh, yeah. You, you can't just, well, I hope you enjoyed it today, man. Well, yeah. Let me know if you want to come again. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I think you're, you're on to something so important. And that is sometimes when we think in this space about inviting people to church, inviting friends to church, we treat the church service as the climactic moment. Right of when all the light bulbs will turn on and all the dots will be connected. <laughs> yeah. And we anticipate them to respond or to just like really take it in. You hope that your pastor who or whoever's preaching like doesn't say anything like too difficult right. to swallow, right? Right. Like there's all these things that go through and we need to remove the, the emphasis on the church service itself yeah. and place it on the whole life relationship that you hope yeah. to build with that person. Yeah, right. True. Yep. And so for for some of us, man, maybe you wouldn't want to invite anyone to church yet who you haven't invited first to your home yet you yeah, know that's good and just got to know or had coffee with or got a meal with right because you're absolutely right there's follow-up you know mm-hmm. even if you just said hey man I, you know we chopped it up after work i have this message that maybe really will speak to this part of your life like let me share it with you and then in two days you ask them hey did you watch that message there you listen to that maybe it's just a clip right so many churches got their hottest clips online sure. now, right yeah. so there's so much content available. Yep. So yeah, follow is absolutely critical. And to reprioritize where we think the moment actually is that like mm. everything works for them, right? Because yeah. we do treat the church service as the Super Bowl event that's going to radically transform them. And that's just not how ordinary life goes. Right. That's just not how we function. Some of us didn't come to faith like that, right? It took thousands of church yeah. services for those, <laughs> right? And so there's just there's got to be a reimagining how we embrace the follow-up, yes. how we embrace the life on life. You know, yeah. when I started doing evangelism, I started by asking big questions like going up to random people on the street and saying, if you died tonight, yeah. where would you go? The confrontational yeah. approach. Yeah. And then based on their answer, like, well, here's an invitation to my church. You yeah. come here, right? And it's like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. you just said this person might die and now they want, you know, they're going to read this track and come to your church. Like, so we, we got to rethink the relational qualities that we establish with people yep, uh, and, and build from there, you know, and kind of, yeah, work with that.
1: I remember uh, one of the churches that I was involved with a number of years ago, uh, they had this mantra uh, that was pray, invite, and bring. Mm. And that's always stuck with me. I, I think yeah. it's a great approach, yeah. you know, before you engage in that. And this doesn't have to be some long, get on your hands and knees and spend, you know, 25 minutes in, in, intimate prayer, you know, before you go out, you can totally do that. You could do so much more, but it could be recognizing a moment and just quickly saying a, a prayer, you know, under your breath, just asking the Holy spirit to move in this moment. Did yeah. you believe that God's calling you to it and to speak through you yeah. in this moment and his will be done, Yeah. you know, but, but always praying before engaging in that conversation. Yeah. Uh, the idea of inviting it, it can be inviting to so many different things, but invite and don't just invite and say, I hope to see you there, yeah. but show how important it is to you and how far you're willing to go by actually bringing them with you. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. that that fourth part that isn't a part of that three part pray, invite bring, is if they come, there's got to be intentional follow up yeah. with them. Those components put together. I think really demonstrate, especially in hindsight, as the individual individual considers what's really going on here. Right, right. They realize and learn over a season. Maybe they come to faith, or maybe they start having a conversation about why would you do this, or what, what did this like? Were you nervous to ask me? Mm-hmm. And that gives you out. Man, I've I've been praying about this. Mm-hmm. Was I nervous? Yeah. But I, 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 mm-hmm. I went before the Lord, I prayed, and I believe that he opened up the opportunity. Like, it gives you such a great platform to have this conversation. Yeah. And and what a cool thing when, when it is that individual's time, the Holy Spirit has drawn the, that person to himself yeah. for you to get to see that, man, I was used. And I, I can see how I took the time to prepare myself to be a well-formed tool in the Father's hands in that instance for that task, which yeah. was – proclaiming the gospel to that individual. And I actually got to be there for harvest time. Yeah. And I got to pray the sinner's prayer or be there when they got up in the church service or went forward after or whatever it might be. Yeah. So that importance of really kind of having a strategy with this stuff, Yeah. Um, spending time in God's word so that mm-hmm. you have that on tap. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done that yet. You can do that. But then when you are moving forward, you've been well prepared. You've done what you need to as best you can on your end. And then ultimately you've made room for the Holy spirit to do whatever he's going to do in that space exactly, through
0: you. Exactly, yeah. So I love that you mentioned the harvest too. You know, Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, right? But yeah. the workers are few. And in speaking that state, in saying that statement to his disciples, he's, he's pointing toward the direction of a Sumerian Valley. Yeah. Right. And so he's, he's pointing at people that will make the Jewish disciples very uncomfortable to go towards. Yeah. And he's saying the harvest is, Ready. Yeah. He's ready, right? And I think that encourages us because that reminds us that God is constantly at work, right? Like Jesus never tells us to pray that God would pursue people. Right. He's already pursuing them. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The prayer is that we would join him yes. in the work and yes. meet him where he's at, you know. And and I think that really um sparks wonder, like a childlike wonder. Sure. Right? About like, man. I'm going to be just enough courageous yeah. and and say, hey, do you want to come with me? You know, you want to come to me, come with me to a service? And I just think about kids. Like kids on the playground, they don't have any problem inviting each other to different things. Sure, You know what I mean? They have such a – there's such a freedom there and a kind of wonder. It's a childlike wonder, you yeah. know? And I think if we recapture that because we're grounded in the hopeful truth that God is everywhere, working in everything mm-hmm. and everyone, then it's going to make us, I think, just – more freed up and more hopeful as we engage people and say, hey, you want to check this out? Yeah, I would even I, – I think you – I know you
1: would agree with this. But I, I push back on the the childlike because, man, if, if I got tickets to an upcoming basketball game down at the Staples Center or something oh, in yeah. L.A., I got no problem walking up to you as another male <laughs> adult and yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. hey, Fredo, would you like to go to this game with me? Yeah, yeah. No issue at all. Right. Uh, you know, if I've got other friends. If I'm going to go take the Jeep up to the mountains and go hit some trails, I got no problem going up. Yeah. Or if my wife and I are going to have people over, no problem inviting other couples. No yeah. problem dealing with no's either because I know that people have schedules. Right. Other things going on. Right. I just think that the, the the enemy has somehow been able to make this thing feel so awkward and so different oh, and yeah. so weird. Oh, yeah. But we have to get back to a place Like Mm -hmm. kids where it's no holds barred. I'll invite you to go to, you want to go play in the sandbox? You want to go pick boogers and talk? Like, I mean, whatever. They don't care. They'll just do it. We kind of get, you got to get to that point, whether you're younger or older around sharing your faith or inviting somebody to church, it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, Yeah. For the individual listening who goes, man, you know, I, I want to invite They're thinking of an individual or maybe even a couple people. I want to invite so-and-so to church, whether it's at their home to watch service or whatever it is. What are some practical things that they could do to prepare them to go and do that?
0: Is Mm. there
1: one or two things that you would suggest? Hey, do these things,
0: then just step out in faith. What would those be? I I love what you said earlier, the kind of, you know, the mantra that you've kind of just held on to, I think prayer for them is absolutely critical. Again, not not praying that God would pursue them, but that we would join with them in the work that's already happening. Um, and then the second practical thing I would say is just invite them. Invite them over. Invite them over for a meal. Do uh, Maybe you got liquor tickets, right? Or maybe you got... <laughs> some trails to hit with the Jeep, right? I would I would uh, overlap your life's activities with yeah. theirs yeah. and in the midst of those things talk about your faith and hopefully in talking about it there is a clear genuine invitation made for them to join you at yeah. church service. You That's know, good. Whether it's at home or maybe it's a group that you think will really work for them and fit yeah. kind of where they're at in life, you know. But uh, yeah, overlap life activities with yeah. them and and use that as kind of the environment. But I, I think the table is so critical. You know, the table is where my family shares their day, yeah. their hopes, their dreams, what we're doing next, right? And I think when you make room at your table for other people, it's so disarming. and could be a really, really safe environment, especially in our current modern world. The, the ancient art of hospitality, I right. think is gonna make a great comeback. Yeah. Uh, especially as it relates to sharing our faith and inviting people to church, good. you know. It's good.
1: So, folks, as you've been listening to this, there's a couple things. One, um, I have an ask of you. You know, if you've listened to today's episode and what Pastor Alfredo has shared, and you you now feel challenged, and and you are going to invite somebody to church, would you hop back on the podcast page and, and drop a comment on? And would you share your experience? Mm-hmm. Uh, may, maybe it went awesome. Uh, let us know. Yeah. Maybe it was really rough. And, and you're maybe even a little frustrated and you have some questions, would you let us know? Uh, this could give us an opportunity to, to take a look at uh, either the celebration or the recognition of a real pain, pain point, a challenge. Yeah. And that might be some great things for us to discuss in an upcoming episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, So we would love that. So I hope that you'll do that. Um, Additionally, if you're listening to this episode and you know somebody uh, that could benefit from hearing this, I wanna encourage you to share this episode with them. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to the Church Report podcast, I wanna ask you to consider doing that today. And lastly, I wanna thank you so much for taking time to join us today. If you'd like to learn more about the Rogo Foundation, check out rogofoundation.com. There you can learn more about our passion to help churches that are facing challenging seasons. We wanna see them overcome those and get back to a place where they are thriving in the community where God has called them to minister. And at times, we've been able to adopt churches that have been on the road to closure when we see that the Lord has clearly called both of us to come together as one. So to learn more about that, visit rogofoundation.com. Hope that you have a wonderful day. God bless you.